Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Carlo Cretaro with me. Carlo is the man behind NextStopWhoKnows.com, a travel blog. His passion for travel started in 2005 when he traveled from Ireland to Las Vegas for the first time. After his journey to Las Vegas, Carlo caught the travel bug. I'm very excited to have Carlo on Success Harbor today so we can talk about making money while traveling. Welcome. Thanks for having me, George. Thanks for being here, Carlo. You wrote on your website, that before 2005, you weren't really into traveling so much. What uh, what happened during your 2000 trip to Las Vegas that changed your views on traveling? Um, well, there, nothing major uh, really happened, uh, George. It's just a kind of a, a change in mind shift. Um, no one else at the time wanted to, to come with me to uh, to Vegas. Um, I wanted to go for, uh, I just started getting into playing poker and mm-hmm. uh, it was a case that um, I, I just wanted to go. So what see. about the change of mind shift? I mean, because, you know, what, what, what exactly happened? Um, when I was there, um, I think it was the a kind of a combination of being in somewhere like Las Vegas alone and also being, um, you know, kind of, just kind of seeing a bit of like a bit of ind- ind- independence, if you know what I mean. Um, that's that's kind of the the main thing. That's uh, you just had to experience. You just had to experience that whole. Just had to go through that experience and Ex- exactly, yeah. Just I, being it, there and and getting there uh, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Because before that, I'd only gone on the usual kind of. Um, you know, one or two week uh, sun holiday, Portugal or whatever. Spain or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And um, so that was kind of the first time when I really kind of fell in love with the idea of possibly doing some travel on a more, you know, permanent basis. But um, So at it, that point, were you thinking about just traveling more or were you thinking about what well, traveling while making money or did you have any ideas at that point? At that stage, Georgia was completely just um, traveling um, for the sake of like backpacking, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I had no mm-hmm. kind of entrepreneurial um, mindset at that stage. Um, uh, you know, back in 2005 as well, the whole online thing wasn't as prevalent as it is today. There wasn't as many opportunities mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So my uh, my whole kind of mind shift is kind of like, you know, I, I want to do this travel. I want to maybe see more of the world because before that, I'd only been to like, I think maybe four, three or four countries, um, mm-hmm. including Ireland. So it was the case that, you know, I said, okay, I want to try and put my kind of footprint on the, the world map at some stage. So what was your professional background uh, prior to starting your travels and, and your online business lifestyle? Um, before 2000, well, when I went to Vegas, um, I went for two reasons as well. Starting off, was, I was starting to get into playing poker. And then when I came back from Vegas, I actually set up were a small... You, were you making money playing poker or what was that just... At that stage, no. Um, I, was, I was learning the game. I went to Vegas and I blew a lot of money in those 10 days that I ended up uh, there in 2005. But um, it, it, I, I wasn't making kind of any money really playing mm-hmm. the game. Um, but when I came back from Vegas, myself and three other uh, three other friends from my local town, we set up a, a small poker club, if you like, where we we would run poker tournaments in like hotels and bars mm-hmm. around the vicinity of our uh, of our area back home. So 
that went that went for like six years up until last year, seven years actually up until last year. Um, so that 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 was before when that when that stopped uh, last year. That was kind of the the start of my online kind of uh, travels with my girlfriend. Okay, so 2013 uh, was basically your first time you were making money online, or it, was it a little bit earlier? It it was about the um, yeah, it was actually it was actually January 2013 when I made my first uh, first amount of money online. Because uh, I think I read on your website, and maybe it was just you know a mistype, but it says uh, you left Ireland in 2013, but by 2012 you created your first online income stream. Yeah. What was that? That was that was a, a freelance content uh, writing business. So you know, like um, providing content for blogs, providing content for um, businesses, you know, just mm -hmm. content production. So I created that in. January 2013. Are you like an avid writer, or I'm I'm not actually, to be honest, George. I'm, not, I'm I wouldn't consider myself a good writer at all. But um, I found a kind of an area where you know I knew I could employ other writers that would be you know good writers and be able to you know have a, have a decent quality of writing, and I could kind of be the middleman between companies mm -hmm. and the clients. I would manage uh, the in between kind of transactions. So. That's, so you're not doing, you weren't doing most of the writing. You were more of a middleman. At, at now I'm more of a middleman. Starting off, I was doing everything myself because I needed to kind of get an idea how this whole industry works. Um, I so you just became a better writer, or or the quality of the writing wasn't really great. I I I I think my writing would have definitely improved uh, from what it was maybe. You know, when I was blog first started blogging in two thousand and nine, but um, I certainly wouldn't consider myself uh, a, a good, a great writer or anything like that. But mm -hmm. um, it slowly kind of got better. Obviously, the more you practice anything, the better you get. But um, my whole goal was, you know, I, I knew if I wanted to. Have How much money did you want to make when you when you created the first uh, online income stream that? You know uh, the the writing business. What, did you have a goal in mind? Yeah, um, I think because I started reading up a lot of different um, online stuff, and you know this kind of whole goal of making your first thousand uh, dollars online was um, in a month was my goal initially, mm -hmm. and I was lucky enough in my very first month I I I hit that. Um, I had, Were you still working somewhere like, during the day or? Uh, at that stage, no. In January, no. I was just running my small uh, poker club business on the side, mm -hmm. which was only a couple of couple of nights a week. Um, so I I could devote all my time to you know this kind of uh, area of, of of you know online, and mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to kind of just see what I could what what I could get okay. out of it because. At the time, we were planning on moving to Thailand in 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 June uh, and going teaching English as a way of kind of you know getting our foot um, yeah. planted somewhere else. But you know, thankfully, the 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 online writing took off, and you know, we left on a one way ticket to Thailand. We didn't need to. Uh, yeah, I think I read that article on your site that yeah. you, you guys. Uh, I don't know if you went through that um, certification process at all. We did, uh, yeah. but then you never ended up actually teaching. Never having to end up teaching. Yes, yeah. Like I mean, looking back, it, it would have been it would have been a tough uh, kind of a tough uh, 
position to be in like okay we would have been in Thailand somewhere like Thailand or we would have been teaching English and you know that would have been great but looking back now in the last two years and all we've done and where we've been around the world and that and working from a laptop I think it would be very hard to go back to that uh, without a bit of a fight you know do you know Mark Weens uh, in Thailand? He does a lot of video uh, stuff uh, anyway on, on YouTube, and he, he's doing a great, great job. But right. he, he he started out teaching English in Thailand. I hated it too. Yeah, <laughs> <I> it was, <laughs> yeah. There's 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 a lot of I, I know a lot of guys that uh, have gone down the route of uh, you know teaching English in Thailand or Vietnam. And but he used it to save money. You know, he yeah. just did it for a year, and he lived a really inexpensively and he saved money and he was blogging the whole time I mean yeah. he was blogging like two three years before anybody paid any attention to him but he's doing well now so, yeah exactly yeah. so that's very common for people to to teach English yeah. um, so let's talk about um, you know you, you mentioned that uh, you reached out to companies offering to write for them so yeah. how did you decide which companies to target um, at the start, George, it was a it was a simple case of I just got in contact with SEO companies, marketing digital companies um, in different countries around the world. So what you went like to LinkedIn and you look for these people? Yes, or, exactly. Or, yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, okay. LinkedIn, Google. Um, so you, so you didn't reach out to the actual companies. You reached out to kind of the middleman, the people that would provide this service. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that, why Why that way? Why not uh, go into the company directly? Well, going to the company direct uh, company directly back then, I, I I didn't know it was possible. I didn't know you could like you know maybe contact companies uh, and say, hey, listen, I can provide you with you know a you know a, a blog strategy, a content strategy. Um, I just knew that SEO companies were you know the middleman, as you said, and that they kind of they do the the legwork in finding these. So uh, they already have the relationships yes, with the companies. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They, they, and so, how many um, how many did you reach out to approximately? Thousands. Like, was it like ten? Was it hundreds? Was it thousands? I Th mean, how many? It, it it was thousands, and I mean, starting off back two years ago, it was a numbers game, and it still is to to an extent. But I, I just wanted to throw enough muck on the wall so that some of it would stick, so that I could get kind of my, you know, the the ball rolling. And how did you reach out to them? Like, what was your method my for method, reaching out? Yeah, my, it was a simple case of a, a cold email to these uh, SEO companies. And I just introduced myself, say that I was a professional um, freelance writer, that, you know, this was my full-time kind of position. Um, the key for me was that I was positioning myself as a kind of a, an expert, if you like, in the, in, 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 the, in the writing field without being misleading. I was telling them, like, you know, back then, if you want a 500 word blog post, that's going to cost you $10, which look, it, it, it's a, that's a very cheap price now these days. Mm -hmm. but back two years ago, when I was first starting out, I was more than happy to write a 500 word uh, article, SEO article back then when there was a lot of keyword um, insertion and stuff like that going on. Um, yeah. You know, when you start, I'm sorry to interrupt, but when yeah. you start, a lot of people focus on money, which is stupid. Yeah. Uh, they should focus on like just getting a client. Exactly. Like, is anybody willing to pay? Because even if they only pay ten bucks to start out, it doesn't matter. Exactly. One or two clients is not going to make any difference anyway, right? If you're yeah. building a business. That's exactly. So, and and some people say, well, if I don't get paid like five hundred bucks an article, I don't really care, you know, yeah. like. 
I'm not even going to do it. But that doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, I, some people do stuff for free, you know, just to get the expense or be able to say, hey, I, I work with these guys and I did a good job. Look at it, you know. It, it, that's exactly it, yeah. And that was my kind of thinking as well. I didn't care that they were going to pay me X amount. I just wanted to see that if I could build up a relationship with a few of these companies, that they would come back to me, whether if it was a month down the line, maybe a year down the line. Um, so what you're saying is right. It's it's not about the money starting off. It's about just getting the ball rolling. And you know. So can you give me an idea of how long it took you to get like the first five or ten clients? Um, it, to be honest, I got I got lucky really quickly in that you know as I said I hit my first my target of uh, a thousand in my first month back in January because um, I got one client on board for like I remember five ar- five articles for like. Uh, $15 each and then I got a big order from another client who just rang me up on Skype after I emailed them and says hey listen I have um, I have 55 articles 500 word articles here I want to give you and I can give you 750 euros which is nearly $900 and um, straight up and I was like wow you know so I was I was extremely lucky that you know I got kind of that that push uh, very early on and so then so then uh, did you like how long did it take you to write all those articles because you were doing the writing back then I, right or did you start to outsource right away no i didn't I, I i back then i did all the writing myself and i asked him like you know what sort of deadline are we looking at and he was said look I, I whatever deadline you think you need for these 55 articles you tell me so i said well look i reasonably can get these done to you in if you give me 14 14 days from now i'll have these back to you and he goes mm-hmm. that's perfect and mm-hmm. you know i had i think i had them back in like uh 13 days or yeah they're to spare but i was basically what i what i did back then was i knew i had you know 55 articles so i divided that down by the dead the number of days and i just said okay i'm doing whatever three a day four a day and i just kind of managed it in chunks like that um and that and and, and that's how i worked then for the first couple of months just you know, so I'm sure initially you were pretty pretty stoked about the whole thing, right? Somebody yeah. is, you know, there's these companies that pay me. Yeah, I'm, they don't pay me a lot of money, but I'm making money, you know. Exactly. Uh, so at what point were you starting to pull out your hair and saying, you know, this is I'm going crazy and I need help? Yeah. What happened was, you know, if you're dealing with one or two clients, it's fine because you were going to need to manage one or two clients. But then I started getting more clients and I started getting referrals. And that's when the kind of things started to scale up. And it started to scale up pretty quick. Like within three months, you know, I had like maybe I was I, I was working for like 10 different clients. And I knew then I was saying to my girlfriend, Florence, I was saying like, you know, this is kind of getting a little where it's kind of coming into the stage where I think I need to maybe outsource some of this work or I need to you know do something to make it more manageable so mm-hmm. she was working a full-time job at the time uh, so she couldn't really do much and she didn't really understand much about the business back then either but um so what I did was I went on to uh Elance or Odesk I don't know which it was back then but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I, I I kind of went through the whole process of vetting out a, a potential writer and um, I, I found one from Dublin um, in Ireland. So um, initially, uh, that guy helped me out with like a lot of stuff and how I, you know, with the model I use and I still use it to this day. Do you day. pay like hourly or per article? The no, what I, do, what I do is I pay per, per uh, article. So the way I work it is I give a 50% uh, of what I mm-hmm. get on my end. So if it's a $20 article, I pay the writer $10 
and mm-hmm. um, Are you, I, do you still have that same model today? I, I still use that same model today, and so I'm in a you know I'm in a nice position where I have some clients that are paying me fifty and sixty dollars um, per per article, and I still I still keep to the same thing that if uh, if I get a fifty dollar article, I give twenty five dollars to the writer. And mm-hmm. you know, obviously, the quality is going to have to be that bit better because the you know they're they're paying more mm-hmm. for the for the quality. So so I'm I'm ha- more than happy to have a good writer do up a really good article for twenty five dollars. And I know when I get that back, there's very very little on my end. I just have to send it back to the client. Yeah, it's hard to argue with a fifty fifty split, you know, because yeah. that's that's pretty fair, right? I yeah, mean, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I like. I mean, okay. There's a lot of I have a lot of clients that. Because they give me bulk orders every month, and we've kind of negotiated a deal, you know, the past year or two. That you know, I, I, most of my orders I, I would get in the sixteen dollar range, so I would be paying the writers eight for a, a five hundred word blog post. But these these blog posts aren't technical, or they're just kind of you know, ten things to do here, or you know, tips on how to redesign your house kind of thing. So they're not very technical, and you know, so they're getting eight dollars for that. But um, other ones then that would require a lot more. Uh, research uh, would obviously be paying better, so they get more that way. But it's still a fifty percent. Uh, I still work on the fifty percent because um, you know that's that's just the way I work. I know other guys that you know maybe do a a lesser uh, percentage of that, but I'm just mm-hmm. I'm happy with the the fifty really. Yeah, I think it's harder to retain good people, you know, yes. because at, at the end of the day, <clears throat> excuse me, I think. Uh, the better people you have, the easier it is to grow your business because otherwise yeah. you're going to be – you can always find really, really cheap people. But most of the time, uh, you know, those people will not be able to sustain that life, you know. Yeah. So you might get some good work out of them, but they'll they'll either pull their hair out or they just yeah. can't pay their bills and it's not going to be sustainable. That's it, yeah. Um, and, I, and I would rather have, you know, quality every day of the week over quantity when it comes to something like this because the time – it can take to proofread and edit uh, an article, and you you know, multiply that by some months, you know, hundreds and hundreds of articles. That that takes up your time as well. So if if you can streamline the process, it's a lot easier for everyone overall. So, um, how many articles are you are you guys writing in a month now, approximately? I'm um, sure that varies, but like uh, on an average. Uh, well, as I said, we don't really do any of it ourselves, as in for the, the, the writing business. We just, the, the only content we would write would be for our own blog for Next Stop Who Knows or, you know. No, I mean like as a service, a not, service. not you personally. Um, uh, straightforward articles, because we do social media profiles, which I would class as an article, but um, you're, it could be anything from 300 to 500 per month. Um, as I said, I deal with bulk with a lot of clients, so they would like, you know, just send me over the start every month. Yeah, here's our order for fifty for this month. Here's our order for twenty. Here's our order for thirty. You know, that kind of way. Um, and so, so now, do you do you still go through those other middlemen, or or now do you go and try to find clients yourself? Well, for the last six months, we we haven't done any kind of. Um, pitching for new business because we've been lucky that we've had our steady um we've had our steady number of clients and uh, but prior to that george i was specifically targeting uh businesses in certain in certain niches um like for example maybe plumbing businesses or dentistry uh, mm-hmm. business websites where i would contact them 
and you know just offer my services as a content strategist saying like you know I could provide you with this amount whatever and you know the I, I've got a I got a couple of clients on board by by pitching to them with the idea if you were to go to an SEO company they you would they would charge you they would mark up a price you know of whatever per article and then they would outsource it to a guy like me anyway so mm-hmm. yeah. this way we're cutting out the middleman and I'm giving you the and same. is that is that effective strategy for you it's it's worked out for a couple of clients with me definitely yeah definitely mm-hmm. I mean mm-hmm. uh, I I had a chat with a one um, dentist um, blog the guy that runs it and he said he was paying the the SEO the SEO company eighty dollars per uh, blog post, um, and and I know from the prices that they would probably give freelance writers like myself that could be anything from twenty dollars to to thirty. So they'd be getting a nice markup of fifty dollars. So I said, look, I says I can provide you with you know the same kind of service they they'd be providing you when it comes to content, and I you know I can do it for like half of that, which is still a great markup for me anyway. Mm-hmm. So and uh, so, how do you find good writers? Because I mean, you know, you mentioned Elance, Odesk, yeah, and there are some good people there, but you have to kind of go through all the not so great quality writers yeah. as well. That's, so, do you have a process for that, or like maybe you can give us some pointers? Like you look out for these two or three different things. Yeah, the, the finding writers is the main, uh, you know, the, the one of the biggest kind of negatives of a business like this because it's a constant headache to try and keep quality writers, you know, the, the, the writer pool constantly changing. So um, what I do is if I'm looking for a new writer, um, I will go to some site if if I don't get a referral from someone. And, and look, I'm lucky in a way as well that I, I have writers now that are giving me referrals to other writers that they think, you know, might be suitable. So that's easier to bet than going through mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Odesk. But um, if we take Odesk for, for an example, George, I would put up, um, I would put up a, uh, a job uh, on the likes of Odesk just saying, you know, looking for a, a writer um, to join the team or whatever, give a few specifics on kind of the work involved. Um, I find it's easier to work, you know, in the long term with native English speakers because I think, as I said, mm-hmm. I prefer quality over quantity. And I think while you can get cheaper writers, uh, it doesn't work out in the long run. It hasn't worked out for me anyway. I've just gone through mm-hmm. a lot of pulling out my hair uh, with content coming yeah. back, you know. So um, I do use... You mentioned that guy from Ireland that you found. and uh, yeah. So you're looking for people from basically just English-speaking countries, yeah. right? Yeah, or someone mm-hmm. that's someone that's fluent, like, I mean, that has a good... Because you, you know yourself with, like, something like sentence structure and grammar. Yeah. You need to have, like, a, a really solid foundation of the language in order to be able to um, provide that quality. So uh, so you're looking for that. So what else are you looking for? So, okay, so there you want them to be native English or very good English. Yeah. Uh, what, what are some of the other, other characteristics that you're looking for? Um, How do you test them? What, what I do is I, I put the... I put the um, I put the, the job up on Odes, for example, or Elance, and then I get the proposals, people coming back to me. Um, and what I do is then I just hide, or kind of not delete, but hide, you can hide the, the job proposal of someone that isn't from yeah. a native uh, speaking country. That way, then I can get through, like, if you get 50 or 60, app, 50 or 60 uh, applicants, you can quickly just filter the ones that are actually, you know, have read your proposal and aren't from a non speaking uh, or a non-English speaking country because if you can't go through them all like it just it take too much of your time so what I do is I go through each of them and then I say um, are you available for you know a quick you know 
three, four minute Skype call just so as I can make sure that they are uh, actually English speakers. Because as you know yourself on some of these websites, it's very yeah, you easy. can put whatever country you want, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I, yeah. I, 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 that so you actually, actually talk to them. You actually talk to them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And what, okay. And, and what I would do then is um, after I talk to them, or before actually I talk to them, I might send them, uh, I might send them a quick um, sentence on private message on Odesk and just you know have a, a sentence with some grammar mistakes in them. That's, you know, something you couldn't Google, but you would have to know the language in order to um, in order to understand and just say, you know, can you fix this sentence? And that way, if they, if they can't get that right, and it's something very, fairly simple, but you'd have to understand the, the, the language in order to know if they can't get that right. Well, then I just kind of hide them as well, because they're not going to be mm -hmm. a right fit. Yeah. Okay, so so you get a little test, very simple, and I like to do stuff like that for another reason. If they're really bad, you know, responding to me, yeah. then I don't want to deal with them either. So that way, you kind of also find out: is this person does it? This person take a day to respond, or do they respond within a few hours? So yeah, that that helps exactly. me. So so those two things. Anything else that you do after you chat with them and you say, yeah, this this person sounds like maybe this could be a good fit. Are you doing anything else, or do you give them something, maybe just an article to write? Yeah. Or what what I do is then I say, well, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to go on a we're going to do a trial, a paid trial. So um, I, the the other thing is as well, which you know is it, a big thing for me is I don't like having to go through uh, Odesk uh, and or Elance or any of these uh, sites for recurring work. So if I had to work with this uh, new writer that I found, I don't want to have to go in and set up a job uh, on each time I want to give them work. So what I say to them is, look, look I said, for the first few orders, I'll pay you up front uh, before um, you, you get, you, you know, pay them up front first so that they gain a bit of trust in me because obviously mm -hmm. they don't want to go off the likes of Odesk where you have that uh, security and yeah. all that. But I also don't want to have to work through Odesk. So I try and mm -hmm. get them off off those platforms so i pay them through paypal and they have no problem with that because it actually they actually they make more money make and more it costs money. you less exactly yeah and and the whole time uh thing as well it, it's just easier for me dealing with everything through email rather than having to go on to this platform for this job go back and you know it, it, it just makes things a lot uh a lot easier so what i do then is I say to them, I'm going to give you a trial order and pay them for that up front. And whatever they send back, I do some, you know, get some feedback, um, you know, see how that goes. And usually when I get to that stage, if I think they're, you know, good enough after the trial, you know, it's a case then of, you know, I can get them as much work as I can. And I usually just try and keep certain writers for certain clients so that they can, they can be trained up on the specifications that that client you know, uh, the topics they write about. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. one thing I've done for that is uh, I've, I've wrote up SOPs um, in, in Word documents for this client. So, you know, certain clients will want a certain font used in their content. They'll want, you know, subheadings and they'll want different kind of bits and pieces put in. So I just kind of write up kind of an SOP for that art, uh, that client so that I can just ping that to any writer and they'll know exactly how to how to write this article up for this client and i found mm -hmm. that to be a huge time saver for me because prior to that uh when i was kind of sending a team of writers together i found myself just writing the same email over and over and over yeah. again and that uh, and then i just kind of someone told me listen why don't you just document um a kind of a procedure for the, for each client 
do it once, set and forget, and there you have it. So that's what I've been doing. I love Gmail can messages so much. I, yeah, I have. I, it took me a while to find that, but I, I use it all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect for that. So, how else do you make money? Uh, you mentioned the writing. Uh, are you offer? Do you offer any other services? Uh, I we're we're trying to get into the e-commerce. Uh, trying to dip our toe into that next year, George. That's been something that mm-hmm. I've wanted to do for two years. I just e-commerce in what way? Uh, just maybe. I I would like something like a, a fulfilled by Amazon, um, a drop shipping, uh, something like that. Uh, just mm-hmm. something to kind of test the water, see, because I know nothing about the e-commerce uh, industry. So it's and I know a lot of I have a lot of friends in Thailand that are you know doing pretty well from. From just the small e-commerce stores, they're they're they found a nice little niche or a product, and they're you know making nice passive income on it. So it's something I just interested in testing. Um, but it's um, so that's kind are of, you in Thailand right now? And no, I'm back home. We 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 flew back home from uh, South America three days ago. So I'm 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 oh. here until March, and then we're going back to Thailand for. My wife and I were in Thailand in November. We were there for two weeks, and I saw you were in Chiang Mai yeah. uh, for a while. We were in Chiang Mai, too. We were in like four or five different cities, and I, we loved it. Yeah. It, was, it was just yeah. awesome. Chiang, I think it's an awesome place. Yeah, Chiang Mai is just like, I mean, for digital peeps, it's, it's, it's the best, you know. Yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, it's a great place. I, I'd like to go back for sure. Definitely. So, you also mentioned uh, social media. Are you doing some work in that, Phil? You mentioned like social profiles. Yeah. Uh, what, what, is, what is that? Can we, you talk about that? Yeah. Um, I have uh, two clients that um, I was through my initial kind of pitching two years ago um, that, you know, got back to me and said, you know, we deal with social media profiles on a, you know, a large base, a, a, a large scale. Um, would you be interested in writing some? So, yeah, I said, yeah. So like creating like a LinkedIn profile or a, yeah. a Facebook page? Is, yeah. is that what is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what they would normally do is they would send me a batch of, uh, it could be anything from five to 50 uh, uh, websites, and they'll say this website needs like uh, a Facebook profile, a Twitter bio, and then we want 24 tweets specific to that website uh, written up. And, and so, you know, starting off, I didn't really know much about what, they wanted so they sent me an SOP what I was t- uh, talking on how to actually write these uh, social media profiles so um, again at the start I was doing them all and kind of you, you know found a system for kind of doing them really quickly um, mm-hmm. and then obviously I was telling like you know that I have a team of writers that can help with this and um, did they have a problem with that I says you know the quality is going to be the same as it was if it was coming from me because I'd be you know, putting my stamp on it before I send it on to them. And they says, yeah, no problem at all. We'll give you as much as you can take. So they really ramped up the orders um, after that. And so it, it, it's a case, yeah, so that we, we mm-hmm. deal with LinkedIn profiles, um, Facebook profiles, uh, Twitter bios, tweets, mm-hmm. and also Facebook posts. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the last couple of months have been creeping in. So, um, yeah. It's, uh, and and are, are you uh, are you using some kind of tools for that, or do you do like the posting as well? No. Or or is just the writing, and then they take care of it. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's just we just create we get the content created in a Word doc, George, and we send it back, mm-hmm. and then they okay. take care of the the posting. Um, I had a few clients, um, that I got through you know blog doing blog posts for them, and then they asked me like you know 
do you want to look after my social 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 media and you know i thought this was great because the money was pretty good but then you know it's kind of it's hard then because that's even harder to outsource because you can't be going giving away passwords and contact uh, it's or, tough yeah it's tough so we I, you know if, even for me you know i had i had a guy that worked but i, I just freaked me out you know i have yeah. thousands of you know um, connections and you know they if they pissed off once they pretty much screw up my whole social yeah. uh, setup so yeah. yeah so it's a lot it's a lot harder that way than uh, rather than um you know just looking after content right? yeah. you know it's it, it, yeah so what kind of do you use any kind of tools to manage all these projects and communicate with the writers uh yeah well i mean i use i use um obviously gmail i just couldn't do without gmail obviously um i also have um an add-on you, you probably know boomerang for gmail oh yeah I yeah love boomerang i Can't mean that's that to me is just like you know such a because i mean you know you can just ping someone that will come back tomorrow morning when you want to deal with it rather than have it sitting there in your inbox taking up space or whatever but um i use then trello and um, mm-hmm. or you know just basic task uh, management just to keep things if Rather than mm-hmm. I used to use Google Keep, which um, is you know just a basic note taken, but Trello is a little bit more visual, and I like that. Um, obviously, LastPass for mm-hmm. you know I yeah couldn't that's you know I use all those and oh, yeah. save so much time. It is. I, I, I'm, I'm really hoping nobody's going to hack them anytime soon. You know, oh, hopefully so not. <laughs> I'm keeping my fingers crossed. You know, with all the stories that you hear. Yeah. Uh, can you give us an idea how much money you you make with your business? Yeah. Um, we average out about seven to eight thousand in revenue per month, uh, George. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know is is a great like we obviously if we were to do all that right in ourselves. It would be great, but we'd have no free time. We wouldn't be able to do nothing but write. Um, yeah, so but you're as, building a business as opposed to being a busy self-employed yeah, exactly. person. Um, so as I said with my business model, I outsource everything for 50%. So we, we so we, half of that roughly is profit. Then. Exactly, yeah. Minus then you know PayPal fees, which obviously mm-hmm. come into it as well. So yeah, it, 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 it touches about $4,000 a month, um, mm-hmm. which which – you know, is for what we want and for our lifestyle and what, you know, as I said, this is a whole kind of a lifestyle business for us to, that we can do what we want kind of or, and where we want. Um, so we're kind of, we're happy with that. Some some months we kind of look at the, the outsource uh, uh, figures on the spreadsheet and kind of go, mm, you know, that's like $3,000 we outsourced, you know, this month. But we know that we couldn't we couldn't yeah, but do that's that scalable. Or, uh, that's scalable. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, you you might get greedy and say, oh yeah, I want to, I want to, I want it all. But yeah. I mean, you just destroy yourself that exactly. way. Exactly. And you know the, and I I do know that like it, there is a certain roof to the to this business model because for in any freelancing business, you know, to hit 10k a month maybe consistently. Is going to be really, really tough because such is the nature that you need to have some some sort of um, hands-on with the business. And we know there's mm-hmm. there's two of us, there's me and my girlfriend that we manage um, we manage things on our end, you know, to keep things consistent and that. But we know that it, we can't just let things go completely. Otherwise, obviously, there wouldn't be anyone to send back these emails to the clients and that. So it's not anyway as passive. But we're quite happy putting in the the work it is to build things up. Hopefully, one day down the line, uh, if we have our, you know, if we have other businesses on the go, it would be nice to be able to even 
you know, sell it off or something like that. I have, you know, no intentions mm-hmm. of doing that now, but, you know, it would be nice down the line to be able to, um, you know, take a back seat in it uh, to some extent. Yeah. Um, you uh, you also mentioned uh, on your website that uh, you're, you're passionate about learning whatever is necessary to try to make something work. Yeah. Can you give us some examples of how you, how you know how you find the most effective places to learn new things um well as i said like what i was saying about the e-commerce next year i mean you know this is something i i know nothing about but i know i'm going to have to put in a lot of time learning about you know things to get them off the ground kind of thing but um what i normally do is you know i'd, I'd sit down in front of a computer and 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 just go through websites for hours every day if I have to, in or if it means figuring something out. You know yourself, even if you have a technical problem with one of your websites and it's not something that's too technical that you could hand it off to a VA to do, but you, you'd sit down and you'd probably go through it and find figure it out yourself. I'm like that when it comes to most things. If I if I want to learn them, I just kind of put in the time needed to 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 figure it out rather than, you know, just pass it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you basically are you looking for like ebooks? Are you looking for blogs to read? Uh, yeah. What 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 I, seems to be your I, preferred method? For me, YouTube. If 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 I can get it on uh-huh. YouTube, it's for me. It's because I'm I'm more visual, and especially when it comes to following along, I'll have one window open with the YouTube video, and the other then me doing it on 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 WordPress or whatever like that. So um. You know that that for me is the most effective way. Uh, second would be definitely the likes of blogs, um, mm-hmm. uh, ebooks as well are great. Um, you know, especially- so like e-commerce, for example, you've been looking into like drop shipping or 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 importing stuff, and then uh, and then shipping is 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 that what you're you're looking at, at the, potentially yeah. in the future? At, yeah, I'm I'm looking into as I said the fulfilled by Amazon FBA uh, model, which. Um, as you know, you can like buy stuff in China and get it shipped to Amazon's warehouses, mm-hmm. or whatever. But and I have a friend in the in the Chiang Mai in Thailand that um that is doing exactly that. So when I go back in March, he's going to kind of give me a a crash course and what to look out for and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. you know would be a huge huge boost to the to the learning process. Yeah, I interviewed some guys from th- in Thailand, like Johnny FD. I don't know if you know, you you heard of him. He he does well with dropshipping right. and a couple of other guys too. So yeah, definitely a lot of opportunities there. Definitely. Let's talk about your ebook a little bit. Uh, you published your first ebook. What what is it about? So um, as you know, like a, a lot of travel bloggers get comped in hotels and that. Um, around the world uh, George so when we went when we went to Thailand two years ago um one of our friends who's a, a top travel blogger and um, he told us you know you should really pitch to hotels and you know see if you can get a, a comp stay in return for a, a review on your blog so we did that thinking like you know our blog isn't really that big and it still isn't um and we were thinking you know it's not really going to happen you know it's but you know we did we pitched and we got yeah sure no problem we'd love you to come and review our hotel in exchange for three nights or whatever so we thought this was 
this was an amazing. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> and it's pretty common. With so that. how do you reach out? Do you reach out to a PR company or do you reach out to hotel? Because like you know, like a Marriott, I would imagine that's not easy to to do this. Uh, yeah. What the, kind of hotels do you reach out to? So the hotels we re- would reach out to would be like the mid kind of range hotels, the likes of the Marriott, the uh, the Hilton. They don't need publicity, so you're never going to get a stay there unless it was for you know some big reason or whatever but so you would reach out to kind of newly newly opened hotels or refurbished hotels under new management so how do you find them so you just again it's if you're just say you're in phuket for instance we would look up maybe a couple of hotels that maybe might be just you know um new owners took them over or you know mid-priced hotels that's um Mm -hmm. you know not these big chain hotels because so said, they're not on, if they're not on Expedia or Travelocity they're probably a good fit or or you know if something is on Expedia it's probably not a good fit uh, right yeah it depends we we we've, we've got some we've got some uh, stays in like the bigger name hotels just out of out of being lucky but we we pitched to them and kind of say listen we're coming to the area you know we're travel bloggers we're trying to give our readers an idea of like you know somewhere to stay in the area that might be you know luxury accommodation at affordable prices kind of thing and um you know there you know we've had a great success rate and we have we really landed on our feet when we were in South America for the last 7 months with that uh mm-hmm. with that idea so the the reason behind the book uh George is because first of all there's um there's no book out there on the subject because it's a little bit taboo a lot of travel bloggers get kind of angry when people start talking about this topic because it's like you're giving you're giving away secrets or something like that mm-hmm. and i don't think that's the case at all because if you're working with a hotel, you want to make sure that the hotel is getting, you know, is getting a good deal on their end as well. Because mm-hmm. okay, it's it's great at saving you money to uh, stay in somewhere really nice or whatever, and you know, and all that. But you have to make sure that the hotel is getting treated uh, well on their end. So the idea behind the book was to kind of give a blueprint to travel bloggers that want to get into this industry, so that they could, you know, go about the whole process in the right way. And that means from everything from you know, you're pitching your email, um, you know, how to how to approach the, the hotels, how to deal with the, the PR people when you get there, what you should do, you know, maybe, you know, what you should do with photos and stuff like that, um, how to mm-hmm. do the review itself. Uh, so we, and we talk about all that in the book. Um, What's the title of the book? It's How to Get Complimentary Stays uh, Using Your Travel Blog. That's not the correct title of it, but it's the next mm-hmm. stop, who knows, guide, how to get complimentary stays using your travel blog. Um, okay. And if they go on Amazon, they type that in? Yeah, they'll find it. They'll find that in, uh, in Amazon. Carlo Cretaro, that, that's, the, that's the author name, though? Yeah, that, uh, that's, that's well. the author name. So if they put in your name, uh, Carlo Cretaro, C-R-E-T-A-R-O, A-R-O, they'll, yeah. uh, they'll find it as well. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, Carlo, I really appreciate you uh, coming on Success Harbor today and, and yeah. share how you uh, uh, how you're building. Because I, I, I think it's really important for people to hear, you know, and not every business has to make a million bucks. Yeah, you know, exactly. as long as it supports your lifestyle and, and you're happy doing it and, yeah. you know, it, it, it makes sense. So how can people find out more about you or connect with you or, you know, or maybe find out about your book? Yeah, so um, we have our travel blog, which is uh, Um So we blog there every week or whatever about travel, business, online stuff. Um, also on Facebook, Next Stop Who Knows um, is our Facebook page and uh, at Carlo Critaro on Twitter. So that's the, they're the three um, 
the three main platforms that anyone can contact me if they have any questions or that. And um, as I said, if they go into Amazon and type in, uh, you know, how to get free stays or even my name to get the, the book. can't believe I, I couldn't remember the name of the book. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry about it. Okay, so everybody, thanks for listening and thanks, Carlo, for uh, for being here. And, you know, go to nextstopwhoknows.com. You can find Carlo's book there and find more information and uh, connect with Carlo as well. Carlo, thank you very much. Thanks very much for having me, George. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye.